Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. On this interview, I definitely know that I'll barely get a word in edgeways because Heels and Wasm have been chatting away in the commercial break before we come back. Uh, it's a great privilege to have on the show today, Pakistan legend, the first player to take 400 wickets in both Test and ODI. Uh, the new book is called Sultan, uh, co-written with Gideon Hager, we know is just such a wonderful journalist. Uh, Wasa Makram, thank you very much for joining us on the show this morning. Thank you, guys. Uh, good morning, everyone. Hope all is well at your site, sunny uh, Queensland. Yes, it's pretty hot at the moment, Was, but we we were quite yeah. mutual for each other, weren't we, on the field? You used to yes, get me were, out actually. a lot. You used to get me out a lot, and then I used to stump you a lot. <laughs> yeah, you did actually, <laughs> and I was uh, apparently I was the world record, and you presented me that picture is still in my house. Yeah, that's a picture yeah. of me nicking straight to you uh, off off the off, off I think if I yeah, remember. that's right, Colin Miller <laughs> bowling over the wicket, yeah. and uh, you, uh, that was painted by a man uh, quadriplegic um, in his mouth. He painted it with the brush in his mouth. It's unbelievable. Oh eh? wow, that's yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I Bruce. still have that uh, signed by you. And it's in my living room. Excellent. Thanks for that. Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) Hey, with this new book, you've left nothing on the table. You've discussed, you know, all the great highs that you've enjoyed, including that 92 World Cup. But you've discussed also some of the lows that you've you've experienced. Yes. uh, I was just talking to Heels, like you said, during the break, that it was tough to revisit all those incidents. And uh, especially after 19 years of retirement, but the idea was floated by my wife, Shanira, and of course, she introduced me to Gideon. He did a wonderful job. And my boys have grown up. One is 24, one is 21. My little girl is about eight, almost eight years old, going on 15. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but just, it was my story for my kids. I really, it doesn't matter to me what people think back home. But it was, I'm glad I did it. I was anxious before the book launch that people will get upset, but I think I'm beyond that stage and age in my life where I'm worried about what people think as long as I am doing the right thing. Yeah, good call. And what are some of these topics, mate, that you thought might upset a lot of people? Yeah, probably I thought I upset people, but like I said, I'm over that kind of feelings anymore as long as I'm doing the right thing, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing anything wrong. That I'm not worried about people. Our culture is totally opposite than your culture. Our culture, we try to hide things. And I think I'm the first sportsman who came out with personal struggles, tragedies, triumphs. So, yeah, it's all in that book. It's, it's, I believe it's, it's not a typical cricket book with stats and games. There's there's a cricket there, but mostly my own uh, struggles as well at times. Yeah, and, and part of those struggles you were talking about that, you know, after the ad- adrenaline rush that you used to get on the field, and you had it many, many times, as we know, uh, you, your life slid into, into, it was indulgence and addiction, I suppose, is the best way to describe it. 
Yeah, kind of. And you know, when you retire, when I retired in 2003, in a little room, a forty post house hotel in England, because in our part of the world, especially in Pakistan, we don't have a concept to give favor. Like in Australia, uh, like Steve Waugh did, uh, you know, he said, "Okay, I'm retiring." So the ACB said, "Okay, this is the last series for you." Wherever he went, I was commentating, and I think it was against India, standing ovation, every stadium, the SCG, the MCG, the Wacker, the Gabba. But I got retired in England in 2003, playing for Hampshire, and I just got tired and retired, and that was it. Never even looked back. Yes. And I was lost a bit when you retire your heels, as you know. I was lost. I didn't know what I was going to do uh, in future, and obviously uh, that's where things have uh, started going down <laughs> downward spiral. But the idea was to come up with heels to, if I can motivate one person. But if I can come out of it, anybody can. Yeah, that and that's the most important part of a downward downward spiral. You got through. How, how did you? Did that uh, emotion to help just come out of you? I think it it happened with a tragedy when my wife passed away in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. and uh, suddenly I was lost. And you know, in our culture, dads are just there to support kids. We don't help in each other in general. We just raise funds and money for kids to go to good schools and kind of whenever my boys were seven and ten and i was all alone i had to move the city from lahore to karachi because my in-laws were in karachi with my two boys but i took two years off from commentary world and just uh, used to drop and pick them in news found a new school uh, learn how to buy clothes learn how to be friendly with their uh, you know friends parents and then obviously I met Shanira, and she was a godsend to me as well. I got lucky twice in my life, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> good on you, mate. That's, that's so good. Hey, do we understand in Australia how big and how famous you are and, and were at the height of your powers over there? Because we, we, we see cricket, and, and, and the cricketers are like gods in your country, aren't they? Yes, they are. But like in Australia, the kids have options of sports. Yeah, you know, uh, say footy, soccer, rugby, swimming, cycling, golf—you name it. In Pakistan, unfortunately, squash has gone. We used to be world champions. Mm-hmm. Hockey—we used to be world champions. Disappeared. There's only one sport, and that's cricket. And every kid wants to be in cricket. We have about 40 to 50 news channels. They talk on cricket every day, all day long. The selection, the short selection, the player selection. So it's a bit too much at times, I think. Yes. And, of course, the Packers sound super league. It's going very well over there, aren't you? Um, what, what about your boys? Any cricket in your in those boys that were 7 and 9 and now 23, 21? Uh, heels, uh, you know, like I said, I was lost for two years when their mom left us, left this world. So the last thing on my mind was to tell my kids to play cricket. They went to American school in Karachi and then they played every other sport, but there wasn't cricket there. And I'm actually, it was blessing in disguise that didn't play cricket. I've seen cricketers' sons in our part of the world getting smashed on social media and television channels. So yeah, my elder one is doing his master in Michigan. He's 25, 24. He's into mixed martial arts, totally oh. different sport. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a big unit. <laughs> and younger one is <laughs> younger one is in Pittsburgh doing his college second year. Ah, good. So, hey, just quickly on on the art of swing bowling, uh, is it a, is it a lost form or are we still seeing it? Uh, because you know my memories of you are just vivid of what you could you could make that ball sing. 
I think it's 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 a lost art now. I remember '92 uh, after the finals of the World Cup here at the MCG, we uh, won against England, and then we went to England to play against England in that series. Every game they were 200 for two, 230 all out, 180 for one, 210 all out, and British media started calling us cheaters, ball tampering. And the minute they learned that art from me and Mbaka, the great county, that ball tampering became reverse swing because they have learned it. <laughs> and now <laughs> and now that art is kind of disappearing, especially with two balls in one day cricket. Although we played always with two new balls in Australia, mm-hmm. fields, remember? Yes. We did reverse it. You've got to look after the ball. Depends on the weather, the square. I mean, uh, Melbourne apparently is Australian summer. It's freaking freezing here. <laughs> so in this weather, it doesn't reverse, guys. <laughs> yeah. Now, what about like what? What was more important in your bowling, mate? Swing or speed? I, I think uh, with the new ball, uh, swing. And then obviously, if the swing wasn't working, like you toured Pakistan, then Plan B is to just bomb, mm. just bounces, and then wait for it after 40 overs to reverse swing. So yeah. that was the that was a uh, you know kind of the plan in those days. I don't know what's happening now. I see bowlers nowadays uh, doing reverse swing, just the one swing. They, yes. they don't go both ways. They just do one. Like, for instance, uh, one of the modern greats, Mitchell Tark, when he comes around the wicket, he bowls away swing to the right hand. It's not the in-swing. Uh, yes. So I think uh, that that art is kind of dying a bit, and that's a bit sad. Yeah, I, I agree. Hey, listen, we, we know that you've got another another uh, interview coming up in just a, a few moments' time. We really appreciate your time today. As I said, uh, Heels and you can chat all day, and I'd love to listen to you two chatting all day as well. <laughs> but uh, wasn't that great? Thank you, boys. Yeah, this uh, this book is called Sutton, co-written with Gideon Haig, uh, one of our great writers, and uh, we wish you the best of luck with it, Wasm. Thank you. Thanks, Wazzy. Thank you. Thank you, Heels. Cheers, guys. Have a good day. Bye-bye. One of the greats. Yeah. But what about that? He says, "Oh, well, if it's the new ball, I just I go flat out, and then if it's not swinging, I'll just bowl bumpers for forty overs, and then I'll get reverse swing going." And you go, "Oh, beauty!" As a batsman, you go, "Oh, how much fun's this?" Mate, he he could be a nightmare. He'd like steam in short, fast run up, fast arm, and you you've got to decide which way is this one going to swing and keep your back lift really low and just block really for a number of overs. You've just got to hang in. They're just unplayable. Yeah. If you go through an hour of, you might get two singles, you know, and you know, you have to look at where the gaps might be and you say, right, I can't even score over there. I'm not even going to try there. I just got to wait till he gets on my hip or something there. And I think I can get a single at mid wicket for about an hour. And then he starts talking to you, starts sledging you. <laughs> As I said, he was the first player to take 400 wickets in both tests and ODIs. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.